Good. Yeah, we've been complaining about the heat the last couple of days, but, oh, it's cooled down. It's really nice out. Yeah, it's about 75 and not as humid, so that's good. Yeah, like nice blue skies and everything. We even got out and did some yard work today like adults. Yay, now it looks like civilized people live here, <laughs> not a bunch of hillbillies. Yeah, yeah. No, you offense let those... to, no offense to any hillbillies out there. Yeah, you let those weeds grow and it starts getting a real trailer park real quick. Yeah. No offense to anyone that lives in trailer parks out there, but you people don't trim your grass all that good. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. This is a this is a thing I've noticed. Uh, anything else uh, got going on today? No, that's yeah, absolutely nothing other than that. Cool. Um, all I know is that the weather the next couple of days is going to be crap because it's supposed to be 50s and rainy. After 80s all this week, 70s today, then 50 and rainy not fun yeah well the lake is low so some rain will be nice to uh, fill it up that's true but this coming weekend is memorial day weekend and it looks like it's gonna be cool and cloudy all weekend so no one wants that for the unofficial start of summer but i guess you gotta take what you get no yeah the boaters are already up against it with the dry lake so not the best opening weekend for uh wisconsin summer holidays but oh well it's better than the alternative of living anywhere else on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. Anyways. All right. Well, today we, uh, we're going to discuss uh, Mannequin 3, The Reckoning. And, uh, yeah, a little bit a little bit before we get started here is yesterday. Yeah, so, oh, is this a direct sequel to the movies? No, it isn't. Uh, mannequins, though, obviously are possessed. So, like, they really do give it away in the title what the plot's going to be. Yeah, they do. I mean, you knew there was going to be some sort of reference to there, and um, the reckoning, yeah, there was a reckoning. <laughs> yeah, uh, you pretty much got the whole story in the title. All right, so that's been our episode for today. We'd like to thank you all. <laughs> I mean, it, it is just kind of like, look at the title. Guess yeah, what happens? Yeah. Uh, there's never been so much truth in advertising than that simple title. So the recap, uh, we see Dean is happy with his family. We see him leaving. We see Sam going to hell. We see death warning uh, Dean about Sam's memories. Uh, Dean then warning Sam about his memories. And then the seizure ending from yesterday. Yeah, when uh, Dan mentioned him, you know, the flashback of his family, he's talking about Lisa and Ben. Right. Yeah, yeah. Not like his mom and dad, but Lisa and Ben. Um. Dean is then, uh, we, he picks up right up where we left off yesterday. Dean is over Sam's body, trying to get him awake on the floor. Sam's just laying there unconscious at this point. Sam does wake up, though. Uh, Dean pulls him up and says, we got to get the hell out of Dodge. And they split. Just like, well, what, give the guy a glass of water or something, man. <laughs> well, they're in that old abandoned house. I don't know where he would have gotten a drinkable glass of water. Uh, well, they should have some bottled water around someplace if they're spending a couple days there. Are they still in that junky house that we, they left off in yesterday? I didn't notice. Well, that is where they were at when they had when he had the seizure. So, yes, with Dean waking him up from having the seizure, they were in the same location. Gotcha. Well, I know logically they should be, but I'm saying, like, as far as sets go, because we're so confused on what house that is, I was wondering if maybe they just used, you know, they're like, oh, crap, we forgot to film a scene. Here, we got this old set. And then maybe they did this one right with, like, an actual hotel or something. Um, 
then uh, it goes, it starts into the, uh, you know, the, the opening meet that we normally get where it teases the uh, whole episode. There's a janitor in a science room, uh, one of those like full size body models with the rubber parts that you can put in and out to uh, teach anatomy. Yeah, an anatomical mannequin. Yep. That's easier to, that's so easy to say. Well, we see its eyeballs move around and look at the janitor, and then it gets up off of its hook and leaves. We don't know where it's at. It's lurking around. Uh, well, the janitor's head, kind of uh, this long slit, just opens up in it and starts bleeding out. Then uh, we see him uh, doing the puff of cold air thing, so we need no evils afoot. Uh, the janitor then notices that that model is gone and gets scared, tries to run out. Uh, but catches him at the door and kills him. Scream, blood, <laughs> scream, blood everywhere. Yeah. Well, he sees his breath, and that always we know with the flick, the lights flicker. So we always know it's not just evil, but it's a ghost. I mean, it could be a friendly ghost. This one, not mm. so much. So then, back from the uh, opening graphic, Sam and Dean they uh, are outside of a food truck. I don't know if you if you passed out for uh, two or three minutes. I don't know if I'd be like, oh, let's get out of here and then go grab some food truck donuts and coffee. That seems weird, but that's what they did. That's that's Sam and Dean for you. What I, can you do? I, Dean's not a very good doctor, I don't think. Well, he never claimed to be a doctor. <laughs> he never even claimed to play one on TV. Well, that is some ridiculous uh, caretaking there to load him up now with coffee and donuts. Uh, Dean says that he was out for a couple of minutes. Sam says it felt like a week. Uh, then Dean pretty much knows that he was in hell. Sam blows it off, though. It's just like, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Dean says, you know what you got to do? You got to forget all about that last year. Push it deep down inside of you and cover it up with occasional violence and alcoholism. Like me. <laughs> Not like me, like me. I'm saying as, as the Dean. He said like me. Yes, I know what you meant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, there's a little more chit-chat back and forth, and then Dean says that they have a job. The job is that school that we saw at the very beginning. It's all suspicious, because the doors were locked. Nobody saw anything weird. So, they had a... Uh, you got anything to add to that? No, you okay. you uh, summed it up pretty well. Yeah, this, that, uh, all the doors were locked. This janitor, uh, was killed. No one else was supposed to have been in the building at the time, so that's why, I like... This could be our thing. We need to go check this out to see if it is our thing. Yeah, they're at the school in uh, the science room, and they're just kind of monkeying around with the body parts and making really bad pun jokes. Well, Dean was anyway. Yeah, I'm guessing that that bit of filming probably took like maybe an hour as everyone just sat around and thought of more silly puns. I I'd love to see all the outtakes from that. Yeah, I would, too. That would be, you know... Because yeah, you know it's more than just have a heart. There's got to be more jokes. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, a lot of times when I when I look at the gag reels from Supernatural and how many takes they do and kind of the guys improvising and coming up, I think they just pick what they think is the... Yeah. Whoever the editor is picks whatever they think is the funniest line yeah. and goes with that. I think so, too. Uh, Dean gets a call from Lisa. He blows it off. Uh, Sam scans the area with his uh, emf meter or emi meter emf electromagnetic frequency okay i thought it was emi because electromagnetic interference but no all right uh then he does detect something around the uh the anatomical dolls area dean spots though that there's a camera overlooking the classroom so they go review the tape 
there's nothing on the tape. They sit there and watch, and it just like statics out and cuts from one moment to the next. It's all gone. Yeah, they can see where it all began, where the um, the janitor was cleaning, and then he looked around like he saw something. But you're right, it's just an all static, static, and then whoop, there's the janitor dead on the floor. Sam uh, talks to the janitor's girlfriend. No. Mm. Who who who'd Sam talk to? The girl. I th- talked to the girlfriend though. Oh yeah. Well, you okay? You did. Um, I put that they didn't see the murder. Then Dean got another, like, looks like he got a text message or a voicemail from Lisa. Oh. Yes, you're right then. Sam does go talk to Dead Man's girlfriend. He didn't, she didn't really have anything for him. Yeah, he was a clean-cut guy. And Dean says that he didn't find out anything either with whatever he was up to at that time. Uh, at night, it's inside of a sweatshop, and there's a guard walking around, checking things out. He thinks he hears something. We see a mannequin in the background, so we know it's about to happen. And lo and behold, the mannequin pops up behind the guy, scares him when he turns around. The guy gets the same cut on the forehead. And then it's like a couple of mannequins, I think, team up on him and kill him. Yeah, because there was one that popped up in front of him when he went, then he turned, and there was another one there. It looked like after he fell down, there was a third one that looked like it had a great big long aluminum pole and just stabbed him in the heart with it. And the boys show up at the sweatshop in their fed clothes. Uh, cops are there investigating too. Sam scans for EMF and finds it around a uh, like a bin full of mannequin parts. Yeah, I'm trying stop to... saying yeah with the no, beginning I'm, of everything you I'm say. I'm sorry, I'm I'm looking for something, but I shouldn't be. You're right. I should be concentrating. So, anything to add for that? Well, just that Dean kind of freaks out because he even makes a Kim Cattrall reference about how he doesn't like that uh, the mannequins seem to be looking at him. They're really creeping out because I think it was Sam that kind of put two and two together. Like, there's something of these mannequins. Somehow this spirit is possessing these uh, because they seem to be around. Because remember when the... when the Yes, um, yes, yes. I'll get to that. I was just talking about what we've talked up until here. Yeah, Sam puts it all together at this point that the dummies themselves are what's haunted. Dean is skeptical, and he's like, killer dolls? Like Chucky? And Sam points out, hey, if ghosts can possess things and move them around, why not mannequins? And Dean points out, though, that there's really no connection between these two places. You're right, because usually, you know, a ghost is tied to a place. And the first murder happened at the college in the science room and they mentioned that this factory is now like three towns over I think he he made the comments so they're kind of confused as to how that this spirit was jumping so far yeah and they also find out that this dead guy is just as clean as the last dead guy uh Sam finds though a missing person report from a year ago uh Dean thinks then that it's a vengeful spirit possibly uh, you know, something bad happened to that girl. You know, it could be the ghost back. Uh, again, Lisa calls Dean up. Sam then sees it, and he's annoyed with him hanging up on whoever this Lisa person is in his life and tells him to answer the phone. Sam knows who Lisa is. Does she? Yes. Well, how would how would Sam have known who Lisa is? when? Because he knew Sam. Dean knew Lisa for years and was introduced to Sam. They helped the first episode with Ben and Lisa. In oh it. yeah, that's right. I forgot so, that there was a whole episode with. Yes, with and them before together. Sam went to hell, he says, "You have a life. You, Lisa and Ben, all right, you have all right, a life." All right, all right. I take it back. I take it back. Point made. 
Uh, well, it, he picks up the phone, and it's not Lisa. It's Ben. And he is super worried about her mom. Uh, wants uh, Dean to talk to her because she's pretty much just been locked up in her bedroom and won't come out or eat. Uh, Dean says that he'll call back in a couple of minutes. Boys are leaving the sweatshop, and Sam tells Dean uh, to go deal with the Lisa situation. And that he's, you know, more than capable of hanging out here for 24 hours to try to figure out this uh, mannequin ghost deal. Sam is then at the sister of that missing lady. Uh, after some light chit-chat, Sam starts flipping through a photo album. And he finds a photo of a company party. And sure enough, the janitor is in the background too. So now there's a connection. All these dead people worked at the same place together at one point. Yes, it was just not the janitor too, but also the security guard. Because the factory that he was killed at was the factory they all worked at. Um, he found out that the security guard left the factory shortly after Rose was a woman's name. Rose disappeared. Sam leaves and calls Dean. Uh, they still don't know uh, how the ghost ends up, though, f three towns over. Uh, because ghosts normally are possessing one item and kind of stay in one place. So, like, hmm, it seems odd that it's popping up in different locations. And Sam then uh, begins to inter interview folks on his own at this factory. Uh, we Sam then gets to a uh, very nervous skinny guy, uh, and he just completely blows this interview. You know that he knows something immediately, uh, but insists and tells Sam that he really doesn't know anything and that he's, he's scared because co-workers are you know, killing themselves. And Sam said, wait, I asked you why you're so nervous, not why you're scared. So he totally slipped up even defending himself. Right, and he didn't say my co-workers are killing themselves. My co-workers, oh, are, co-workers get are getting murdered. Getting murdered. Yeah, yes, that's what I mean. Uh, Sam then slips him his card, and the guy's like, "All right, I gotta go," and he scurries off back to his job. Dean is at Lisa's house. Lisa answers the door, and Lisa looks perfectly fine. The team quickly figures out that Ben has parent trapped them. If you don't know, it's a movie about two girls that get together and like they trick their parents into dating each other or something like that i've never seen the movie but i know that well there was a remake starring Lindsay lohan quite a few yeah. years ago well they were like it seemed like if i remember the story weren't they like twin sisters who were separated at birth or something and somehow one ended up with one parent and yeah one, yeah i don't know how that goes like I said, i've never seen the movie so yeah because i mean if you have identical twins and you're a couple and you split up i mean that's easy you just both take one kid <laughs> right i mean who wouldn't yeah I, I don't know why they have to be together <laughs> anymore uh they uh they then go step inside uh dean uh, can tell that she's out going out on a date and ask who the guy is well it's dr matt and at this point dean looks really butthurt that she's moving on with her life uh, and he's frustrated ben walks in and they both bark at him like go to your room <laughs> lisa sits down and talks to him and basically says damn it i just uh just when i was getting over you here you come crawling back and it hurts it was like the gist of about really long wordy three four sentences they did discuss things for quite a while but you're right that was basically the gist of it you know i'm trying to get out of my life here you are you show up kind of like he did when sam you know first went to hell dean just showed up and 
for that year, things were great because Dean didn't know Sam was alive. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty much the same thing. Here we go again. Thought I was over you. Nope, here you are. <laughs> yeah, so Lisa sits him down and is like, what the hell do you want with us? <laughs> why, do you, why are you bugging us? Uh, we see then that nervous interviewed guy. Uh, he's on the phone at night talking to someone. Uh, hangs up. He then starts bleeding from the forehead with a big gashy cut. And a mannequin shows up and scares him. Sam, though, uh, shows up immediately and pulls him to safety just in the nick of time. Gosh, they do that a lot in this show. Their timing is impeccable. Yeah. Uh, the guy is asking Sam uh, what the hell's going on. Sam explains that it's a ghost of Rose out to kill him and uh, whoever else was did whatever they did to her. Uh, the guy reveals then um, that they were just pulling a prank on her making her think she had a secret admirer. They were, like, leaving uh, packages and gifts in her locker at work and eventually gave her an address to go to. And this is all in flashback. And, by the way, they did a nice flashback here where there was, you know, nice muted colors. You know, this, <laughs> you know that this happened a year ago. Uh, well, this girl then goes to that address, goes into a dark room, and there looks like a romantic candlelight dinner is set up, and she goes in. Puts his hand on the shoulder, and what do you know? It's a mannequin <laughs> who's been dressed up. All the guys, or at least a lot of the guys from that company, then come crawling out of the woodwork, just out from behind doors and cupboards and everything else, it seems like. Uh, and they're all just laughing, busting a gut about what a hilarious prank they've pulled on this poor girl. And honestly, I was like, come on. I have to... Half of you guys, this would be dating up for you if you if you were actually <laughs> dating her. What are you doing clowning her? You're right. She did look, I mean, she looked kind of mousy when they show those flashback scenes of her at work, you know, pulling the gifts out of her locker. But when she showed up at that apartment for the date, I mean, she had a nice dress on. She was made up. Yeah. You're right. That would have been a step up for those jerks. Yeah, they were just... Big, ugly beer belly dudes. Like, come on. Well, there are two skinny guys, the Asian guy and the, yeah. the this Johnny guy. That's... But the one laughing the hardest was like 350 pounds. Yeah, like, he dude, was... you could only dream of dating this chick. <laughs> Shut up. He was the one that got killed first. He was the, the janitor that got killed in the first scene. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, what happens? And I mean, obviously, she's totally embarrassed, tries to get away. Uh, someone grabs her arm and is like, hey, it was just a joke. There's a little bit of a struggle. And she slips loose, trips, and falls and hits her head on a coffee table and dies. Uh, well, that nervous guy, he claims then that uh, he's like, oh, we got to call the cops. And then this is all him retelling the story so who knows what really happened exactly because he made himself look really good in this retelling <laughs> um but one of the other dudes then that it slipped out of the hand he's like no way man i'm we're gonna get you know manslaughter at, at best and who even knows if they'll believe that this whole this actually happened so they ended up burying her um and sam's like all right where is she buried because, as we know with ghosts, just go burn, salt and burn the bones and the ghost dies. So Sam goes off to burn the bones, leaving that dude behind um, like a big ring of salt. And that guy's like, what do you mean? I got to stay here all night? <laughs> and it was like, dude, you buried a person. Like, really? This is your worst punishment? This is what you're worried about? <laughs> is like just eating out of the vending machine all night? Um, 
And so, yeah, and even Sam kind of scolds. I'm like, come on, dude. Stop, stop being a jackass. <laughs> uh, back at uh, Lisa's, uh, Dean goes into Ben's room and tries talking to him. Ben is completely full of lip and sass. I don't even know why Dean stuck around to keep trying to talk to him. I'd have just been like, all right, kid, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, Ben was a little asshole. Uh, Dean then sits down. Ben makes it clear that he uh, really just wants an apology and for him to come home. Dean, though, explains to Ben that, yeah, I just, you know, I just cannot stay with you guys. I, I love you and your mom too much that I'll just ruin your life here. And uh, Dean also, like, says, if I lived here, you're going to grow up just like me. Well, I think Ben, probably, he looks up to him, so he's probably like, well, that isn't half bad. What's wrong with you? Not realizing what really goes on in their life. You're right, because Ben has no, I mean, Lisa, of course, knows because the first episode that she was in, and they got that, killed that creature that was duplicating their kids. Mm. Don't remember the name of the creature, but anyway. <clears throat> so she knows what Dean does for a living. But Ben has absolutely no idea. So you're right. You know, he looks up to Dean. Dean's a great guy. Why Why wouldn't I want to end up look like you or something like that? Yeah. So even though Dean tries to explain all of this to him, Ben just doesn't get it. And he snaps and he's like, you're walking out on your family. Which, I mean, it's sweet that Ben thinks that Dean is family, but I don't know. You should probably keep your distance, Ben. Don't get too attached. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he might die and not show up for a year and a half. Who knows? Uh, Sam digs the most perfect, huge, square hole with a nice flat bottom without an ounce of extra dust in the bottom down to the skeleton. I always find the holes that they dig on the show to be completely ridiculous. Uh, you go and dig a six foot hole. It is not going to look <laughs> that pretty. You can tell it was dug out by a backhoe or whatever they used to officially dig, you know, graves and graveyards for people. So you're right. It's just like there's no way you're going to have it that perfect. I, I think they probably have, you know, some sort of uh, stage prop that is just like the whole prop. I could see, you know, being a nice big platform up on wheels, some fake grass on top. And that's just where they shoot all of their hole digging scenes because <laughs> they're all too good you're right they are all too perfect <laughs> uh sam calls uh johnny that's that nervous dude he lights he salts and lights the bones on fire and sam assumes it's all done so he calls that dude uh that he left behind and tells him that it's all safe now and try not to be a jackass in the future bye <laughs> Uh, then we go to Dean, who's driving down the road, obviously leaving Lisa's and coming back to the case. And <coughs> we get the most awkward, <coughs> the most awkward, like, light rock music montage. And it's completely full of a bunch of memories of Lisa and Ben. And these <laughs> memories are in full Technicolor. Oh, of course they are, because they were the good times. It was all the family times that they had together, eating breakfast together and working on the car together and things like that. Yeah, I swear there was uh, there was colors in that scene that I had never seen before. I mean, it was just unbelievable how they crank that up sometimes. Johnny comes uh, home. And, well, the thing is, Johnny pulls up in front of a Irish pub, and you can see all of the coworkers are downstairs having a drink. 
So I was like, oh, Johnny's having drinks with his coworkers. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Johnny then walks upstairs to an apartment. And then I'm like, oh, Johnny didn't say hi to his coworkers. He just went right upstairs. I'm like, all right, that's weird. Johnny, you look like a drinker. So I don't know why you're blowing off your gang. And how odd is it that you live right above your guys' favorite tavern? Um, but we Johnny comes home. Uh, first, it looks like he's telling a girl, oh, need to pack your bags. We're getting out of here. We're starting a new life. Well, the camera changes, and it's a mannequin. <laughs> and it isn't just a mannequin. It's like a sex doll mannequin. Yes. It's got the mouth open. Just, <laughs> <laughs> like they're like it's surprised permanently. Um, then the mannequin, though, uh, turns her head and uh, looks at him. Commercial. But I was like, oh, man, what's happening during this commercial? Like, is Johnny getting down with his sex mannequin? We come back from commercial. No, Johnny is now dead <laughs> on the floor. Uh, police and Sam are on the scene investigating. We see the sex mannequin propped up on the couch. Uh, Sam calls Dean and tells him, uh-oh, it's not over yet. We see Sam uh, is back at the uh, sister's house. And she, he asks a couple of questions, uh, and, and he eventually figures out that it's attached to the sister. And then because everywhere she goes, that's where people are dying. Yes, yeah, she took classes at that college. She worked in the same factory, and she was at the bar the night that Johnny was killed. Sam asks then if she's wearing anything of hers, like ring... Uh, necklace, anything of, of the dead sisters, like, do you have it on you? Because we know that that's what the spirit then is attached to. Uh, no, she has nothing. Oh, except one thing. She got her kidney when she was 16. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, you might have mentioned that from the get-go, but no, we'll save it to last. Yeah, and Sam's like, all right, I got to get you out of here. Come with me. <laughs> so they take off. Sam and Dean meet up. In uh, like middle of a parking lot, and to discuss what to do next, uh, this girl, the sister's name is Isabel, and she overhears that they're discussing using hoodoo or voodoo or hoodoo. Yes. Yeah, she comes up. Oh, what voodoo? And then Dean corrects her. No, it's actually pronounced hoodoo. Which is like, come oh. on, stop mansplaining to him. <laughs> like, who cares what she calls it? Um. Then the car, baby, starts up. And Dean's like, oh, no, not my baby. He goes out and tries, stands in front of the car and tries to plead with the spirit to leave the car alone. Nope, the car takes off, starts chasing Dean around the parking lot. Eventually, Dean is able to stand in front of a storefront and then dodge out of the way just in the time so that the car crashes into the storefront and stops. You forgot uh, that at this time, Dean's like, no, no, not baby. She, you know, Rose only possesses sex dolls and baby's not a sex doll. Yeah, but no, it doesn't just the anatomical dummy at the very beginning. I I didn't I didn't get that comment whatsoever. I was like, uh, there's only been one sex doll in this whole show. There was yeah. a bunch of sewing mannequins. There was the body model, but sorry, I just said the bad word again. So you're right. There was only one sex doll. The yeah, the anatomical mannequin, the mannequins that you see in the store, where they sew dresses and things like that. Yeah. So I mean, I get the joke that Dean's trying to make, but it landed completely flat for me, anyways. 
the boys turn around uh, to check on Isabella, and nope, she in this crash was hit with a massive chunk of glass, just stabbing right through her guts. As she goes down, she crumples down to the ground and is dying, and then sees the ghost of her sister, and the ghost of the sister apologizes. Uh, she dies, and then the ghost burns up. I'm assuming that that piece of glass hit that kidney and damaged the kidney beyond repair, and that's why eventually Rose was gone. Yeah, it was like lower abdomen off to the side. It definitely, they made it look like a kidney shot. Mm-hmm. So back at Bobby's, uh, Dean is working on the car. They discuss this case, and they're not sure uh, they did the right thing because a couple of dicks le- lived and a good girl died. Uh, Sam says, we're just here to save lives. <laughs> and bad luck is in our job description. And then Sam uh, thanks Dean for giving his soul back. The end. Well, Sam also says, you know, not everything in our life is bad. We do save people. Yeah, this case, they happen to save a bunch of dicks, and poor Isabel was, was killed. But hey, usually, ma- they do save a lot of good people, so they don't have all bad luck. Well, I'm wondering how far this trend is going to go, because yesterday's episode on the case, they ended up making more monsters than helping anyone. You're so right. I, so I was like, uh-oh, are all their cases for a while going to turn out bad for some reason? Like... Some sort of equality with uh, Sam getting his soul back? I, I was kind of curious if there is a connection. That's a good question. I don't really remember um, a lot of the details about, you know, coming up episodes. So, yeah, that's definitely something we're going to have to look at and see if maybe their luck is going bad and that was kind of the price they had to pay for getting Sam's soul back. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm wondering. All right, so anything else to add uh, about this episode? No, that's about all I can think of. It was kind of a one-off. You know, the only thing that started with the whole soul thing was because of the fact that last yesterday's episode that we watched ended with Sam going into that seizure. And this episode opened up with him finally waking up from it. So other than that, this is pretty much just one of those one-off episodes. Yeah, because even with Dean and the Lisa subplot, that went absolutely nowhere. He went there, talked to him. Realizes they're still both pissed at him. Drives home. Like, who cares? <laughs> they didn't have to include that information in this show. It could have just been like, it could have been a single, that whole thing could have been summed up in a single line. With like him coming back to the hotel. Well, I checked in with Lisa and Ben. They're doing fine. <laughs> like, that's all it had to be. He could have, but then it wouldn't have gotten back to the whole you know, Ben considers him family and Dean having regrets about this is how his life is, so... So it was all meant to remind us about I think that. so, yes, I think so. Yeah, it was a waste of time in my book. Especially that amazing Technicolor office rock uh, music video in the beginning. Oh, <laughs> that was 60 seconds of my life I want back. <laughs> just the music was just... I don't know, it was somehow swanky and disgusting and... It wasn't the typical music that you would think Dean, of course, not that he was listening to music, but you equate Dean with heavy metal, you know, classic rock, that sort of thing. Yeah. You don't equate him with that music. Yeah, it was very, very odd choice of music right in the middle of the show. Mm-hmm. So if you are watching this, yeah, check this out. Um, ooh, I'm going to check the uh, credits and buy their album. <laughs> 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 Whatever generic music producer uh, created that. Uh, okay, cool. Well, if that's it. 
that's all I can think of now. Tomorrow we have my absolute favorite episode. It's season 6, episode 15, called The French Mistake. It has nothing to do with France, and that's all I'm going to tell you. Oh, yeah, just to wrap it up. So now that we've reviewed this whole episode, now you get why the title just gives the whole thing away, Mannequin 3, The Reckoning. It's possessed by ghosts, and he kills people mm-hmm. because did her wrong. Okay, <laughs> got it. Uh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to this. Of course, you've told me that a lot of other episodes have been your favorite episodes, too. I, I think we're on, like, oh. our fifth favorite episode. No, what I say is this is one of my favorites, but oh. this is my absolute favorite. Gotcha. So is this the episode you point out to people, you know, that are interested in Supernatural? Do you, do you ever recommend this one? No, because you would have to know the story to know that this is hysterical. Gotcha. All right, well, I am definitely looking forward to that, to your very favorite, and not just one of your favorites, so uh, should be fun. Uh, okay, just a reminder, we have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Come on over and say hi. Uh, better yet, though, we have a website called coupleofidgets.com. Over there, you can download, subscribe, stream, comment. I don't know. There's a lot going on up there. Updated uh, daily as we put out the episodes. So, good job with that. Thank you so much. And that'll be it for us. Talk to you tomorrow. All right. Have a good night.